How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Primetime on Wildcard Week. And now we have an opportunity and a challenge to take it into the postseason and, uh, and play the best football that we possibly can. I'm excited for our guys to do that. This is a Wildcard Week edition of Primetime with Isaac. I was greatness before the knee injury rock. And Jason Big Beard Sakanik. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Isaac and Sue on 1080. We're in, so now we have a chance to be dangerous. The fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What up? Oh, there we go. Sorry. Had the uh, Someone had turned down the volume. Apparently, Klondike Will Ortner does not listen to... Uh, Audio in his in his ears. We, you know, somebody uh, we were Danny, down at zero. Danny Morang's catching strays <laughs> because uh, so the show before us is uh, entitled Dusty and Danny. Yes, or is it Danny and Dusty? I think it's Danny and Dusty. Danny and Dusty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's two guys and their names uh, conveniently are Danny and Dusty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, they Danny's out. I don't well, know where he is. It's like some staying. sort of calf roping team, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. My my theory on this whole thing is that Will is quietly poisoning. <laughs> uh, Danny Moran. It's possible. And because if you notice, whenever he's gone, it's like, Will's like, oh, I happen to be here and I'm willing to work. I believe this is some sort of weird Munchausen syndrome sort of thing where, like, he's he's spoon feeding Danny like Pine Sol, like in the sixth sense, just slowly but surely. Danny can't figure out why he keeps dying. Well, it turns out it's Will. Well, Will was filling in today yeah. and yesterday. Uh-huh. And I got a text from somebody who shall remain nameless because they are very famous. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, Joe Donlin. <laughs> Danny's an idiot. <laughs> Joe Donlin thinks Danny's an idiot? What? And then I was like, well, you realize Danny isn't even on the air today. <laughs> and he's like, well, the other someone's an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, you guys. Someone, anyone is an idiot. You guys out there, I tell you. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Danny's catching strays. I just Dan- sorry, sorry, Danny. He's out. He's sick. I don't know what he's doing. Well, he's okay. Stop taking treats from Will Ortner. Like, if Danny, if you can't figure out why Ke- Will just keeps giving you, like, goodie bags of snacks, stop. It's not going well for you, bud. Never met anyone that's down and out more than that guy. Just saying. Kind of convenient. What a big day. It is a big day. It's, uh... Got a recap there. Dog fans licking some wounds. Duck fans celebrating. It's Tuesday. Ann Arbor burning couches. 
Can I just say that the burning... Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see it? Oh, no. yeah. Couches were ablaze. That's my favorite celebratory act that you can have. Uh, yeah, climbing the uh, the street signs, lamp poles, uh, that's always an enjoyable one. I like that they grease them up now. It's like some sort of weird hillbilly uh, erotic game. But I love the burning of the couch. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I don't know where that started, but I loved all over Ann Arbor last night. Well, Couches were going up. I didn't see that, but yeah, we've seen that before in yeah. celebrations. Yeah. Like they flip over cars, which that one I don't understand because that's like property damage. Yeah, but, but a good couch you, burning. Well, but yeah, like uh, couches are a pain in the ass to get rid of. Yeah. Which is why people put them on the porch or out on the street. Yeah. Well, and, so it, it kills two birds with one stone. It's yeah. like if you've got a couch that you, you are okay setting on fire, that's great because it's hard to get rid of anyway. You yeah. have to get a truck and take it to the dump yeah. and it's just if you can't sell it and then it's like nobody wants it and it's like, ah. So- being able to light them on fire, uh, two birds with one stone, under the guise of uh, celebrating our team's championship, that's great. It's it's just resourceful, is what yeah. it is. Well, in college, did you have a, a porch couch? I'm trying to think, uh, I love a good porch couch, and that's usually what it, because you in we college didn't really have a porch. No, in any of our places, we had a porch swing. Well, there you go. No one in college buys a couch. You just. Yeah, acquire just, couches. They're like pens. Yeah, they're just there. They're they're around and and so it's like that's the other one too is you know if you burn a couch even if it's a quality porch couch you'll find another one. You don't buy a couch. You just walk around. You find couches. So it's a not only is it an annoyance like you said to uh, to you know to get rid of one but it's an abundant resource. They're easy to find. I mean it's like it's like finding a cat. Who buys fact, a cat? You just go acquire a cat. They're out there. I have one at my house right now that I would like to light on fire. Yeah. Well, but uh, I can't until my team wins a championship and then it's acceptable. Yeah, the Blazers I hate to tell you this, but well, you, that's not my team. You may be holding on to that couch for a while. No, but you need you can't just burn a couch because Kansas wins a championship. Why not? You have to it has to be in the city. Oh. Like you can't just go out into the street and then the cops show up and they're like, "Sir, you let your couch on fire." Yeah, and you're but like, "My team just won." You're like, "Rock chalk." Now, if the Blazers win, you know, but like the Timbers isn't even a couch lighting ceremony. Like, mm. you can't. It has to be the Blazers. Well, well, well I was gonna say it's Seahawks, but they're out of the playoffs. No, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to wait for the championship of like 2039 in order to light that couch on fire. Well, I've just become a Blazer fan. Yeah. So I can get rid of that couch. <laughs> you rooting for the Blazers, are you? Man, really, I just got this couch that's kind of annoying. and <laughs> I want to light it on fire. <laughs> I need and to. I can't do that legally. <laughs> I also like when the person drags the word. There is a, there is a couch. Uh, it's not a couch. It's a, with the smaller couch. With the, uh, what do they call the, 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 the like the two like seats. love seat. Love seat. There is a love seat that is sitting out on my, uh, on one of my roots that I walk my dog every morning. And someone had the nerve to take this. And it's like the biggest piece of junk you've ever seen. And they drug it out to the street corner. And there's just a sign on it that says free. And it's been sitting there for like three weeks. Like, hey, dude, that's not a thing, man. It is so wet and disgusting. There's little like spores, like mushrooms growing on it now. And yet someone's still like, I don't know what to tell you. I I said it was free. Anyone can come take it. I want to see how long that sits there before somebody, and it's like right on a, a fair, it's right by the high school, who eventually deals with that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the... Does the earth eventually just, do the, do the mushrooms and the spores, does they eventually just take it over and it gets sucked into the underbrush? Maybe the raccoons nap on it <laughs> or something. Oh, I'm fearful. Like, I avoid it because I don't want to know what's living in that thing. I'm assuming that some family of rodents has taken up residence in this thing. It's, it's Like I said, it's been several weeks. And think about how much it's rained. 
Think about how waterlogged that thing is. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's like sometimes you get situations like that, and they, that stuff just disappears. And yeah. You, where did it go? I would did like to know. Did someone really take it? There's no way. No, I have had a lot of luck with the setting something out on the street corner and just putting a free sign on it. People coming and taking it? Yeah, I've, I've never had something that didn't go fast. Huh. Well, you but live, I also won't put it in the rain. Yeah, the, you know, and like, you live in a fairly trafficked. Yeah, there's a lot of people rolling through there. Yeah, whereas if you're like if if you and they're put, all high because there's a weed shop over there. If you put something out in front of my house in the like, no one would see it. No one, and the olds aren't coming by. And you got to go offer up. Yeah, the olds aren't coming by and, and offer up's a beating because oh yeah. People are so flaky. No one will show. No one will show up. They're asking a million questions. Like, do you want the damn thing or not? (laughs) I can't believe people do that. Like Craigslist and offer up anymore. It's just too too sketchy in this day and age. I love this one. Well, it's not sketchy. It's just you got to. I mean, I've had plenty of stuff on offer up that people are wonderful. They come and as a matter of fact, one time I met a a woman who's a reverend and uh, here in town, and she said, "Hey, if you ever have anything else you need to get rid of, keep my number. I'll come and get it because I give it to." people that need it and that's like awesome. oh well this is awesome so i now have her in my phone yeah. so maybe i'll g- give her the couch yeah you should anyway uh i just yeah just solve my own problem live on the air i push merchandise so if you show up to my house like let's say i have like a like a couch or something and you come to get the couch guess what i'm upselling you for free for all the other various things about like, hey what do you think about uh, that chair right there? I also have a bicycle here that I'm not using. Would you like? I will push. Oh yeah, I I push. And I'm oftentimes like, people are like, great. Yeah, I'll take I'm, it. I'm perfect. But generally, I've had a lot of good luck with offer up. The you know somebody eventually will come in. They're great, and they just it's fine. Yeah. But it's all the it's all the rigmarole in between Nightmare. there. We're setting it up. All the questions and Terrible. It's like, well, I don't know if we can make it there. Could you drop it off? Yeah. It's like, sh- no. come and get it or not. It's I also, free. I also love this one too. Where like, let's let's say you're you're you are trying to sell something for twenty bucks, and they're like, mm, I don't know, what do we feel about ten? Cool, what do we feel about? Just take it, and that's why now you just list it for free. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, just don't. It's not. It's worth not worth the asking whatever. for money. If you are selling something and it's less than like seventy five or maybe a hundred dollars, just list it for free yep. and get it's rid out, of it. It's out of your hands. It's out of your hands. It's easily. The, yes. somebody will come get it fast. There's nothing worse than dude. I'm. It's, but for ten dollars, yes. they will. They will him and haw. Yeah, and, and then they they do that noise and they're looking it over like, uh, I don't know about that. I I might go four fifty on whatever you want. I will give you $5 at this point. I will give you money to not have this conversation anymore. Please leave and take the six other things with it. Well, there you go. Little hot couch talk right yeah. off the top. All Thank because you. Michigan won and they were burning couches. In Michigan won that. They did. Yeah. I thought, like we I said. We probably talk about it. Well, I thought Michigan was going to win. It's Division One football. I thought Washington uh could win, and but their path needed to be pretty simple. I, I kept using the USC Texas analogy. Texas was not as good as USC. Vince Young was better than than everybody, and I thought Penix could be that guy. And credit to Michigan for making him play this way. But Penix picked an awful time to have arguably his worst game of the year. That was well. A, I mean, they did that to him. They I mean, did that to him. But had, there were, no dude. They play them ten times. They're losing nine. I think it's more like seven. But yes, there were there were plays to be had when they go back and watch them. Because I went back and watched it last night. When Washington watches that, first off, the Dylan Johnson injury crippled them. Um, Michigan played 
lights out on defense, but there were plays to be made against that Michigan defense, much like in that first series when Washington actually had a rhythm. And then I'm, I'm telling you, when you watch it, I haven't seen Penix that rattled all year. And yes, some of that is Michigan, but technically Texas actually put more official pressures and hits on Penix than Michigan did. And some of that seems a little bit weird because at the end of the game, then that was just teeing off on him. And it felt like every, every play he was under siege, but there were plays to be made. And Penix just in the biggest game of his life, I'm not trying to, to, to say he was the only reason Washington lost far from it. But after the bleeding early and the defense stemmed the tide, if Michael Penix plays what he's capable of, Washington is in that game with a chance to win it. And well, they and he were did. in the game anyway. I yes, mean, the last. I mean, we midway for, through the third quarter, it was a seven point game. Well, we forget that the last eight minutes of the game, it was twenty to thirteen. Yes, and Washington had the ball with the ability to drive and score and tie the game. Yep. So the last handful of I don't know if it's eight minutes, ten minutes, whatever it was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there, the dam just burst. Completely changes how you feel about that game. But uh, if you're being objective, it was. It was not a blowout. As a matter of fact, it settled into a game, a, a defensive scrum. Yep. You know, where both teams were just forcing yep. punts. Yep. But in the end, Michigan, they were too much. Yes. And they were they were really good. They, they finished. were a worthy champion. Yeah. They, they really impressed me. They finished, and they, I mean, yep. you just can't take much of anything away from them other than the sign-stealing thing. And I don't think anybody really even cares I, about that today. I, I hope that these jackasses that are trying to throw shade at Michigan, and I'm not a Michigan guy. I'm not a Harbaugh guy. I think McCarthy and that stupid meditation thing drives me crazy. I'm not a huge fan of Michigan. But please don't do that. Please don't try to nullify what Michigan did because this may be the least talented of the 10 national title teams. Maybe the, the Auburn team. But even that, they had two truly special players. It's one of the least talented championship teams we've seen in the 10 years of the the the, the playoff era. And yet they were perfect. Sure looked and, talented. And they just bullied. They absolutely bullied teams, including Alabama, including Washington. They play lights out. They play discipline. They're physical. And it's not a top three or four recruiter. It's not. I mean, let's not make it out like it's like a top, you know, it's like the 40th. I think overall, I think they said composite, it's like the 14th kind of talent uh, class in the country. There's only two five stars on there, so I'm not trying to make it out like the little engine that could, but that is a team that that is a team. It is not build up of a star. It is a collection of guys. It's the Detroit Pistons taking down the Los Angeles Lakers, that sort of thing. And I don't want to hear a damn thing about the sign ceiling stuff because against their toughest opponents, against Ohio State, against Alabama, against Iowa, which, whatever, Big Ten title game, and against Washington, none of that stuff mattered. And they did the exact same thing they'd done all year, and they bullied teams. And I give Michigan all the credit in the world. Yes, Penix played his worst game, but a lot of that, like to, to, to your point, was because of what Michigan oh, did. Yeah. They were in his kitchen. Their tackling, that is as good a tackle, uh, like a, a tackling clinic a, a, a game and a championship game as you will ever see. Washington had so many plays, you're like, oh, do they have the corner? And no. One-on-one on the little kind of short game, they're, they're making plays out there. I was really impressed. I came away with a, a a healthy dose of respect for that championship team, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let sit there or listen to people try to claim well, that that's some sort of asterisk. I mean, they ran for, ooh, asterisks. Asterisks, Fred Manfredson. Uh, they ran for 305 yards. Yes. So, yeah. Kind of all you need to know, really. Yeah. 
and won the turnover battle and outgained them. I mean, it's just, I don't know. You look at the numbers, you'd be like, oh, yeah, 21-point game. Yep. But Washington, to their credit, actually kept it pretty close despite being punished yes. for much of the game. So yep. let's talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? Let's. Or have we already done that? Maybe we, we move on. We can get into it. We want to talk about the Blazers again? Let's move on. The Blazers. Hot Blazer talk next. Hey, Ra- uh, Raptor Lakers right now. That's what they're talking about on ESPN, whoever this guy is. I think that's, that's Schultz's show. cousin. Look at that. That's a betting. Yeah, that's like the bet show that they have. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh. Everybody's got bet shows now. There you got to. Well, everybody's got the. I have a funny story about Joe Fortenbaugh. Actually, I was this at a guy uh, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that he says is my cousin. That maybe just because of the faux hawk. But I heard Colin Cowherd say to Joe Fort- Fortenbaugh, who is now on a national betting show. He was like a San Francisco like sports radio host at the time. He's like, hey, hey, don't lean too much into that betting stuff, man. It's not. not I don't know how far you're going to go with that. <laughs> That's what Cowherd said to Joe Fortenbaugh. Oh. Now he's and now host. look. Wow. Yeah, he he leaned into it just fine, yeah. Colin. Seems to be doing all right. All right, uh, let's get going with our poll question next on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, here's our poll question today on X at 1080 The Fan. Brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. Family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Uh, yesterday we asked you uh, which championship drought ends tonight, and uh, the majority of you were correct. Yeah. Michigan 57%, Washington 43%. Uh, today we ask, if Michigan was the best, who was the second best team in college football this season? I don't think they were in the tourney. Washington, Oregon, Georgia, 
Ohio State. Those are your options. Georgia. Vote. Georgia. But, and vote hard. You know, and, and I know Georgia fans, you know, obviously a little sensey about it, but you lost the, the one game. You could have lost any game that year. Any. And it wouldn't have mattered. But you lost the one that you couldn't lose. Yeah, that tournament's a lot different with Georgia in there. Yes, because um, you wouldn't have been able to physically bully Georgia yeah. the way... No, that, that, that would have been a great match. That would have been a great like, matchup. The reality is, it's like, now you just want to see Georgia play... Uh, Michigan. Michigan, because yeah. Washington and Oregon... You know, it's like P1 Scott said, it's like, oh, a Pac-12 team uh, holds up uh, to a Big Ten bully for three quarters and then fades in the fourth quarter. Oh, where have I seen that before? Yep, very... Of course, he's referring to the Oregon-Ohio State championship game. Very, very similar. And so it's like you do kind of get the sense that neither of the West Coast teams would have really – well, we saw it. I mean, they, Washington did not stack up to Michigan, mm-hmm. and Oregon probably wouldn't either. So that leaves Georgia. I mean, Ohio State, the reason I put them on there is they almost beat Michigan at Michigan. Yeah, we're driving down with a chance to win the game, and, and then what happened? Pressure up the middle, hit McCord, and then the, the interception, which, again – Look at what happened to seal the game uh, in the in the national title. You but, know, I, again, it was, it was a two-score game at that point, but put pressure, bad throw, interception, thanks for coming. Yeah, I think in this instance, uh, we're all kind of thinking Georgia-Michigan top two, and it would have been fun to watch them play, but yeah. we didn't get that matchup. So that's the question. If Michigan was the best, who was the second-best team in college football? Washington, Oregon, Georgia, Ohio State. That uh, poll question is pinned to the top of our X account, at 1080thefan, vote, vote hard. Well, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in, in Washington <laughs> – Disappointed is a strong word. Uh, it just Michigan brought their A game. Like they brought their A game in the in the run game. The defense was great all night. I think McCarthy is what he is. I don't understand the JJ McCarthy stuff. He's okay, but people make him out to be like a, a top ten pick. I I just I don't get it. Uh, he, clearly, to me, he is the weak link on those teams. He's Ken Dorsey yeah, he's on those fine. on those Miami championship teams. He's fine, but you know he's they're about run game and yes, defense. Alabama. You know the the AJ McCord and guys like that, or not, was it uh, AJ McCarron? AJ McCarron McCord is the Dusty's old core whore, or co-host. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, yeah. Did you just call her a core whore? Co-host, unbelievable! Did you hear that? <laughs> I think he was trying to say cohort. They're, they're, yeah, he was like in the middle of All cohort. Right. And cohort. Dusty's a whore too. Gosh, I Dusty, mean, this is getting out of control here. Um, yeah, DJ they, McCord catching strays. Yeah, he's he, McCarthy's one of those. So Michigan showed up and played. Oh, they played great. a great game, yeah. and and Washington didn't. And I, like I said, I agree you don't with think you. Their defense did. I mean, not early. No, I thought the run fit discipline in the first. Quarter and a half of that game yeah. for Washington are well, embarrassing. I mean, they did run for 305 yards. It was embarrassing. But, but at the same time, they they stabilized. They stabilized, and they played well enough. And, again, I, I go back Kept to it. in the game. The Dylan Johnson injury was crippling to them because it, 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 the, the amazing part is that Washington doesn't have another back. They don't. They were playing. Uh, they were trying to run a guy that had been on a one foot, had a knee injury, and got a high ankle sprain. Like, that's... I guess that's the part I'm just shocked about, that that's all Washington has is that guy. Well, it was who, one play, and he was hurt again. It's one play, and he's hurt. And so once that run game was gone, it was very limited. But, again, go back and watch that. Washington had open guys running well, all game long. I feel like the Michigan DBs, as good as they are, as you mentioned, um, their tackling was sensational. Incredible. And it, it was. But I also feel like, you know, I mean, I feel like the the SEC powerhouse teams like Georgia and Alabama, they tackle that way too. Like they're that when you watch those elite teams play, it's impressive. That's typically how they look. And you know, Dan Lanning to his credit has brought a lot of that yep. 
tackling, uh, what do you call it, integrity or whatever they call it, to Oregon. I mean, Oregon has, has shored that up greatly in the yeah. last year and a half. Yeah. But it's, Michigan was sensational. Especially on the edges. When you've yeah. got corners, and Alabama's yeah. got these too, when you, and Arnold and McKinstry, when you've got corners that are willing to come up and, and lay a hat on someone, I can't tell you how many times Michigan made drive-killing tackles. Yeah. Uh, on the Yak, edge, I would mention. I would think that Yak for Washington, particularly in this game, is a very big deal. Yeah, yards after catch, but they just they were not allowed much of that at all, and no. that that is a credit to Michigan. But I would say this: that you know their their whole defense played, they played great, and they finished, and yep. like you said, worthy champs. But it sure seemed like they were confused on the back end a lot. Yes, and Penix just could not nope. find the. He just couldn't hit him, nope. and, and I don't know. And like you said, he didn't get. He didn't really didn't get hit a lot in the backfield until late, uh, in the you know in the pocket. Yeah, but he was under pressure. He was yeah. They were in his kitchen, and I think it goes back to this idea that Penix might have gotten exposed a little bit. Maybe. You know, like they they warmed him up. I, I put it this way: Michael Penix is sensational, but I think a lot of, there are there are quarterbacks that could have handled what Michigan was throwing at them better than Michael Penix handled it. It, And that really was a major difference in the game because like you said, they they he had open receivers. All night. They just it seemed like Michigan was confused a lot in the backfield and and they just got away with it. When when he started the the it it it, the criticism of Penix, you know, we we've talked about why people don't think he's a top five, top six pick. Some. Well there it was right there. There it was. Yeah. You saw it. You saw it. Like you you know injuries aside, but people always said that they they were concerned that he didn't play fast enough and that the the footwork and the mechanics and unfortunately for him when you do a draft evaluation there is going to be a lot to like about Michael Penix and I still think he's a a top 15 player some GMs are going to look at last night and that is going to be a damning piece of evidence um yeah he did his do you think his stock took a hit? Yeah, draft stock. I, I do, because he, he played behind a really good O line, and again, last night wasn't a great night for the UW O line. They were award winning. They were award winning. The offensive and, line and Michigan's defense defensive line is good. Their edges are better than Texas's, and but interior wise, the two defensive tackles for Texas are better than than the three that Michigan runs, and yet for whatever reason. They couldn't handle at all what Michigan was doing in the interior of that line. But Penix did such a nice job of manipulating the pocket against Texas and against Michigan. He just he he panicked. He was he had terrible footwork. He was throwing off his back foot. He was inaccurate. That first drive, they marched right down the, the so Michigan gets the big 41-yard touchdown run to start that game. Washington goes right down the field on him, gets to the eight-yard line, and you're like, well, here we go. It's gonna be a shootout, right? Neither team can stop him. And then it fell apart, and on that third down, he had his guy, and he he overthrew him by three yards. It was over his head. And then you go back to the Ndunze play, and I think Rome tried to take some blame for that. He said, I, I should have ran more to the, to the outside, but I don't know if he's covering for Penix on that, but y- you just well. you have to make that play. And then you can go back, and, and, and again, doing a, a dive into that when I actually sat down and watched it last night, there were so many plays that yes, he was under pressure. Yes, he had to sidestep a little bit. He he stopped looking downfield for receivers. Even on the the last game ceiling interception, he had a Dunze on a dig on the other side, which should have been his first read. He's a left-handed guy. It's where he's looking. It was wide open. And he he decided to to force it over to the right side, tried to fit it into this weird coverage window. 
And yeah, it was under pressure, but it wasn't horrible pressure. The interception that he threw right out of the half, yeah, it got pushed back, and I know he's got his ankle stepped on, but where were you going with that ball? Like, it just, he made decisions last night that I think when he watches that, he's going to go back and say that he felt they made him uncomfortable to the point where I think he was completely out of rhythm almost all night. And that was something that we just hadn't seen. And then of course he got hit again in the ribs and they said it after the game. Finally, someone was like, yeah, he's been playing with cracked ribs all year. And so that wasn't necessarily the factor until the very end of the game. It's just that I I think he picked a terrible game to, feel the pressure and let it get to him. And maybe that was one of those in a national championship moment. Maybe it was too much because he's better than that. And he needed Washington needed Penix to be the best player on the field. And he, he wasn't close to being the best player on the field. All right. Text the Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during and after the sale, VancouverFord.com. Uh, when we come back, we will tell every single story and every piece of the maize and blue confetti. It's <laughs> a lot. Live on the air. It's a lot. Was Jim Harbaugh taking a gummy, you think? He was a little, I, I think that was the, I look at all this confetti. <laughs> I see a story in every piece of this maize and blue confetti here. I think that was what? A, I think that was a man that was emotionally exhausted. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jim? Uh, more on the game next. Here is Schultz with Sports Center. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, well, Duck fans probably had to like that last night, I'm guessing. Yeah, watching, thinking your, about them. watching your enemy not just get beat, but kind of <clears throat> like 
manhandled a little bit, that's yeah. That probably feels. And then pretty watching good. Penix limp off, <laughs> holding his ah, well, holding look, his side. Look, I'll say this about both sides: I found both teams to be very likable and respectful. I thought there was a lot oh, of respect. Yeah. I didn't think there was a lot of trash going on. After the game, you know, Penix, you know, walking in, I saw a couple Michigan guys come over and wrap their arms around him. Um, even up on the, the the podium when they were talking to some of the Michigan guys, there was multiple guys that were like, hey, that's a hell of a football team over there. We knew what sort of challenge. So I actually found both teams fairly easy to, to root for. I, I kind of got a hint of the, this is fun watching Penix just get pummeled. Yeah. Uh, I got a hint of that vibe late in the game that I'm sure Duck fans got sure. because I felt like he was kind of playing it up. You think? Like, I know he's hurt. There's no question. Yeah. But I, I think he also is one of those guys that wants everyone to know it. Like, I mean, the, just the slow limp off of the field with the holding the side with the towel over the, you know. The towel know. over the head might it's have like, been a bit much. Dude, Penix, we get it. You got your ass kicked. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, I go back to the Oregon game, the first one, where – Oregon was the one that roughed him up. They're the ones that got those ribs. Yeah, the ones that broke them. And that was in the second half of that game. And Oregon in the second half of that game really got to Penix. Yeah. And they hurt him. Yep. So I I just I I kept thinking about that game, going, my God, like he is a totally different quarterback when you warm him up. Yep. And you hit him. He's just completely different. But then I went back to the Oregon that first Oregon game and went, God, they they did that to him. But he had the one freaking drive yep. where it was a two plays or three plays or whatever. Down to a passes. Yep. And that was it. Thanks for coming. Now Nick's did his part and and got him down for a field goal. And got him down for a field goal. They missed it. But still I just go back thinking like, man, he is so different when he gets um hit. Oregon did that and he still drove them down for the game ultimately the game-winning score mm -hmm. that stings yeah because uh, i don't know he wasn't right in the second half of that game and, nope. and he wasn't. you had him in the same spot michigan had him in they just they finished it and oregon didn't yeah and and, and you saw it. oregon had a good defense michigan had a great defense they just did michigan's defense was as advertised and we kept yeah but you know what i'm saying yeah like, absolutely Penix is what makes washington go and they neutralized and him. he 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 is totally different when he gets hit. Yeah. And Oregon did that to him and they still didn't beat him almost, but they they didn't they didn't get him. Yep. And, and that's it, that's it, gotta be frustrating. It hurts twice. Those right? DBs probably gotta be thinking about that going, God. Well, and that's what I one said. One or two it, plays. Is is as good as Oregon's defense was, and it was it's good defense. It wasn't Michigan's. That defense, and we said it all year long. I, I wanted to see it against some real offenses because they didn't play any all year. Ohio State had an okay offense. And even Bama's, like Bama's offense was good, it wasn't great. Washington had a great offense, and Michigan took care of it. So, like, I, 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 the idea that Michigan is, is some sort of all-time team is is laughable to me. I just don't think there's the top-end talent that you have there with some of those Bama, Georgias. I think the LSU team with Joe Burrow, I think they murdered this Michigan team. Um, but in, in this year, it was absolute bully ball, and I kind of appreciate that it, you can win ugly. This was the first time we've seen a team in modern college football win with just this style. This was old school, like Nick Saban, early LSU. Like, it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We're just, we're just going to beat you up. And we're going to run the ball and play old school football. Alabama had to evolve from that because it wasn't working anymore. And yet Michigan did it without top three, without top four recruiting classes. 
And I think that's good for the sport. I think it's nice that someone other than one of the top four or five recruiters managed to do that. And I appreciate the level of commitment. Jim Harbaugh, a couple years ago, was on the verge of getting fired. And I don't care. I know, about, that's wild, isn't it? Yeah, they to were. Think about all the talk about how he just wasn't the right guy and yeah. it's time to move on. It's just, there's a lesson in there. Yes, and it was a slow build. It took a while, and a lot of those guys from Michigan came back. And, yeah, it's I, I hate when, like, they're like, oh, Corum came back. Well, of course he did. He wasn't going to be a first-round pick. It's like we, we talk about this all the time, like, oh, he's choosing to come back. Is he? Or did the NFL just look at you and be like, dude, we're not that interested? So, but, yeah, it was a group of, of seniors, it was a group of, of people that were that were seniors and juniors that had been through some of the rough times. So you may not like Harbaugh, and I don't, and, and some of the, the stuff that goes along with Michigan and the, oh, you know, it's, it's self-inflicted, but all their adversity. But I do appreciate where they came from the last and, and, and took, taking their lumps, losing to Georgia, losing to TCU, not being able to get over the hump against Ohio State, and just slowly building it into this bully ball that then goes perfect and wins a national title. I think it's a good story. It was a nice, it was a nice W. I think they got somewhat lucky in the matchup because we knew that they could run it down Washington's throats. Yeah. We knew that. And that would not have been the case against a, say, Georgia. Probably not. Um, so in that instance, it's like you always say styles make fights. Well, yeah. the Washington-Texas game, the style made that fight, and that was a tough one for Texas because because their their back into their defense wasn't as good. And Washington, obviously, their passing game is their is their game is their yeah. team. But this one, and we we, we kind of tried to talk ourselves into the oh Penix and, and those receivers are so great. They you know the offensive line held up against Texas, so they hold up against Michigan. We tried to do all that, but we we kind of ignored the fact that we knew everybody knew, including Michigan that they could run it down Washington's <laughs> throat and they did that yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, 30 if I all I have to do is tell you uh say you didn't watch the game yeah. and I'll tell you that the final box score says 38 carries, 303 yards and four touchdowns. Ball game. Done. You you say Washington does not win that game. Nope. And they, and they didn't. didn't. They lost by 21 points. And in the first quarter they had runs of 41, 46 and 59. <laughs> I could tell you that. But again, I'm want to give credit to UW because they, they fixed it. And for two-plus quarters, they played good defense, and they held Michigan down, which is what UW has done all year. The defense isn't great, but it finds ways to keep in games, and then it's up to the offense, and the offense didn't do it. And I, like I said, I will, I will go to my grave saying that if they play that game ten times, Washington can win three or four of those. And I go back to the, the overthrow on the, the first field goal, the miss to Adunze, down the the sidelines, which was a walk in touchdown. I'll go to the the holding call, which eh, is, it's pretty ticky tacky, but I understand why they threw it. The one that took back the Adunze forty plus yard uh, completion when it was a seven point game completely changed the the outlook of that. There were so many of those plays that it just it it, it didn't work, which are. It's easy to come up here and say, well, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But if, if one or two of those goes the other way, that's a game in the final four or five minutes as opposed to the, the well, back break. I mean, it kind of was anyway. Yeah, but Washington just, they ran. You can't ask the defense to hold up that entire time. The offense at some point has to has to do something to bail out your defense. It was like early on, the defense is just getting bloody and the defense is like, okay, we, 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 we've rallied, we've held. Offense, hold up your end of the the bargain, and I just—it's the one time this year that the offense wasn't able to do it, yeah. and 
I give all the credit in the world to Michigan. I still think that on a different day, that Washington offense can do enough to make that a a final play, you know, sort of like what we saw against Alabama where it comes down to the final play. But you're right in that the better team last night, top to bottom, and the better team the majority of time they play is going to be Michigan. And I think we all knew that going into the game. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like those misses on some of those plays is because the other team is in their brain. Sure. You know, yeah. and that won't change. There's a reason why there were so and, many and misses. I guess they're I'm, not just, in other words, I don't think they're actually self-inflicted wounds. Like, sure. Yes, of course there's a from. wide open receiver, but the reason he didn't hit the wide open receiver Good. is because the defensive line was up his ass. And I guess I'm disappointed if I'm a Washington fan and you can't be mad at him because he's the reason why you're there. I guess I'm just disappointed if I'm a UW fan with the way he handled it against Texas, where he was under just as much pressure versus the way he handled it against Michigan. And yeah, the, the Michigan back end of the defense is is better and it's an overall better defense. But to be so great in the pocket and so great under pressure and so great in manipulating things one week and to look completely lost. I mean, think about this. Even if he plays a C-plus to B-minus game, let's say B-minus, I don't know about C-plus, but B-minus to a solid B, they're in that game till the end. And he played an A-plus game against but Texas. Don't you think? That's, that's I don't know, in, in the biggest stage, you need your Heisman Trophy guy Well, yeah. to, 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 to be the hero. Of course, but I, I, I discredit Michigan. Don't you think that Texas has got to be kicking themselves watching that? Yeah. You know, they're like, well, wait a minute, what? What's the difference? Back half of the defense. But, yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think when Penix is in the Texas game, Penix saw wide-open guys. Yep. They were right in front of him. Yep. Um, pitch and catch. And Michigan was better. Michigan, they were sticky. It was, they, were, they, yeah. they were much stickier. They were – some of those throws – and I, I actually I – I haven't heard anybody say this, although, of course, I haven't listened to a lot of postgame. Uh, but I did not think the Washington receivers did him any favors. There were a lot, lot of drop, balls. a lot of drop balls, and those guys are supposed to be yep. the, the best receiving core in the country. He, there were a few times I can think of two or three yep. where he put it right on the money in t- in a tight window, yep. and the guy freaking dropped it. Washington has been, all year been the best fifty fifty ball uh, team in the country. Where tight window. Let's go up. Adunze, no one's better, but McMillan, Polk, all those guys, Westover, they have been phenomenal at making big catches. And again, maybe at stage just being too big for him and it was just an off night, but you are 100% right that those 50-50 balls, God, did they make maybe one or two of those all game long? So yes, that, that's I can put a lot of this on Penix, but you are right that his receivers did him no favors last night especially when your quarterback isn't playing great. Sometimes when you're an NFL guy, you've got to make plays to get him going in rhythm, and the receivers never did. And then I'll give credit to Michigan because even on a lot of those third down plays and second down to try to make up a lot of yardage, where it looked like the yak was going to be there, there was an ankle tackle. The number of one-on-one open field tackles that Michigan made was outstanding. They should... That should be a cut-up DVD for every football coach in the country, every young football team, and says, you want to play defense? This is how you play it. All right. Um, We'll wrap up the championship game, Michigan-Washington, and the fact that Jim Harbaugh is a low-key Oregon hero, (laughs) Oregon Duck hero. Uh, We'll wrap all that up uh, next on The Fan. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. 
All right, well, it's over. Washington lost. They lost the Natty. Penix. I don't know. I just thought uh, I thought he was trying a little hard there at the end to let everyone know how hurt he was. <laughs> As opposed to playing with broken ribs that he's been doing for half the year. Look, I know he was hurt, but again, I just feel like there was a lot of playing it up out of him. You know, he's got that. You ever had broken ribs? He's got that towel over his head, and just yeah, he knows the camera's right in front of him. She's like, oh. I will. I will say, I couldn't figure out how he was, like, where? How did he see where he was going? He was walking in the tunnel. The towel was completely over his head. He had his helmet sitting up top. He knew where he was going. The hell was he seeing? Like, uh, you know. He was watching the cameraman's feet, knowing the camera was on him. (laughs) Yeah, him and JJ McCarthy are going to have a, like a. What would you say a, a quiet off? I'm gonna pretend that I don't see the cameras with my busted ribs <laughs> while you meditate while no one's around. I it's think like it's, it's equal annoying. It's a little bit the same. Like I, I feel like, and I'm not doubting Penix was hurt because Oregon broke his ribs and then he played. That's why his performance sucked yes. for so long. Yes, that Arizona State game and <laughs> he such. Was, he, was, he was hurt exactly, but he had time to get better yeah. and uh, particularly a you know three weeks almost a month rest before the Texas game made a huge difference made a big makes a big difference and then it looked like his ribs were fine I mean he was it was that wasn't it was a, the fourth quarter yes. I think it I yeah. think there was a hit or specific hit where yes. he got up and was like oh my god yep. the, and he's yeah. got that pad on his right side anyway and you yeah. could you could tell yeah. that he they had reaggravated that yeah it wasn't a, that that did not have a factor into the game by the time he got hurt that game was was over yeah and at that point he I think he had one more series and they and I think he might have thrown the pick. He threw the pick at that point. Yeah, but I kept waiting for them. Maybe he just—I don't know. I just there's some element go to of another guy from listening to him talk and knowing what he's like. And he—he was—he balled out this year because he, you know, I'm not saying he's soft at all because he played hurt yeah. most of the year. He never really sat out. Nope. So I give him all the credit in the world, but I do think there's there was an element of him that was. Making sure everybody knew, like uh, almost to say, "Oh well, this performance is because uh, I've got oh these broken ribs right here." If the, you could just the three and a half, take a look at that. Three and a half quarters had nothing to do with those ribs. <laughs> really hurt. Well, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> yes. like, and he knows that. He knows, but yeah, he's see. trying to say, I "Hey, see where you're going? Take a look at this. Uh, I'm really hurt. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would have won." Uh, you know, I give Michael a, Penix. I give him a little more credit. He's a weird kid. I give you. A, he is weird. But I he, give you a little more a little more credit than that, but I I definitely see your point that it. It was at times, and people do this all the time with injuries. It it's so hard to know. He's like LeBron. It's so hard to know what's authentic and what is. LeBron does it. NBA guys do it all NBA the time. NBA's do. Yeah, they lay on the ground. Oh, they love. They, they lay on love the ground the crowd for nine going, minutes, <gasps> and then they get up. Oh and my god, like, he's really hurt. Oh my god. Well, that's what I said. Like with the use of Nurkic, Draymond Green. He ain't hurt. Get up. The the the. The flying, whatever the 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 punch, that's the softest punch ever thrown. And Yusuf Nurkic acted like he got hit with a Mike Tyson left hook. He's like laying on the ground like well, he got the Europeans killed. Europeans are notorious like, for get, it. Get up. Where's Michael Penix from? Are you sure he's not from? Uh... <laughs> I think he's from Tampa. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> he's Florida man. Hey, let's get. I'll into... tell you what, though. You cannot. The one thing that no one will question, and it is absurd that Mike Leach ever said this. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Oh. At one point, Mike Leach said Dylan Johnson was soft. Oh, Dylan yeah. Johnson, dude, that guy. <laughs> Hell no. He may never walk again. <laughs> like I don't know what he probably doesn't have much of an NFL future. I mean, he's just another college running back. But you cannot question the toughness of that human being. That guy on on he he played with a high ankle sprain, a sprained knee, and a foot that I don't even. I'm waiting till like they announce what exactly is wrong with that foot. 
the amount of painkillers that that guy has been on and tape that he's been through over the last four months, it's incredible. So that's that's kind of one of those things that I'll remember about any college football season. Remember when we got we were watching the we were down for the uh, the Oregon uh, Ohio State national title, and you can say this about Auburn too that after the game, both both sides when you play fifteen games. Those dudes are just, even the team that won, they're just laying down in the locker room, just exhausted. And everyone's beat to hell, and everyone's just nicked up. And the the amount of of, of guts and grit and, and, and just fortitude it takes to get through a season like that, Michigan, Washington, there are so many of those guys that are playing through stuff. Not as prominent and maybe as showy as Michael Penix, but... I, I just, at the end of a season like that, I tip my cap to every one of those sons of guns that went out and gutted through, you know, some serious injuries that a lot of those are going to have to have surgery here over the next couple of weeks. I think Mike Leach would like to comment on your yeah. commentary yeah. from the beyond. Yeah. That's 50% stupid. How can you call that guy soft? <laughs> well, Leach thought everyone was soft. Every, yes. You know, he was one of those guys. He also was spraying people with a hose and locking well, my, them in my, shed, my. Right. sheds. Right. Rest in peace, though. Yes. Um, all right, let's get into some Jim Harbaugh talk next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.